Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? Come on, that's what I'm talking about. Sounds like y'all slept in a little bit though. Let's try it again. How y'all doing today? Good? Come on. Hey, listen, I'm Brad Livingston. I have the honor to be the pastor of this amazing church. And so we are excited that you are here today. And man, we're going to jump straight into what we got. We got some amazing things that are coming up. And and so let's jump straight into what we got. Go ahead and take your notes out. You should have those. You can follow along with the digital ones if you want to. But uh, let's, we're going to jump straight into Joshua 1, 7 and 8, where it says this, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left so that you may be, say this word with me, successful wherever you go. How many guys are ready to be successful? What are the rest of y'all doing? Y'all just good? You don't want to, you know, I don't really, I don't really want to be successful. I said, how many are ready to be successful? How many of you are ready? Like, here's one of the things I know, like, uh, you know, do you know people that have great reputations before they walk in the room? Y'all know people that everyone talks good about before they get there? Now, I don't know if you're one of those people or not. But you also know there's people that everyone talks bad about before they get there. Do you know anybody like that? If you don't, it, some of y'all got it already. You might be, never mind. But I believe God wants us to be successful wherever we go. That doesn't mean I'm, he's promising you some ridiculous, abundant blessing. Maybe he is. I'm not saying he's not. But I'm talking about we, there, there's a prosperous life. That God said that, that Jesus said that I come that you would have life, but then you would have life more abundantly. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Let's keep going. Uh, he said, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. You, then, everyone say then. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And today we want to talk to you a little bit about fulfillment. In week one of the Focus series, we talked about this idea that if you create boundaries for the world, then Jesus can help you get healthy. How many of y'all know that everything God tells us, there's an if that's up to us and a then that's up to him? Hear me today. There's an if that's up to us, if you do this, then God has an opportunity to do this. And so in week one, we said, if you create boundaries, then Jesus can help you get healthy. How many of y'all like that? That was a good sermon for you, creating boundaries, right? Week two says that if you see Jesus as your source, then you can rest. Y'all caught that, right? That we look to everything else to be our, our source, right? We look to approval, we look, we look to social media to be our approval. We look to our jobs to be our income. We look to everything else in this world that we celebrate in. But if we looked at Jesus and he's where we get our approval from, he's the one that gives us our source of blessing. He's the one we celebrate. Then, then we can find true rest. In week three, it says, if you bring Jesus into your storms, then you can have peace. How many of you ever tried to find peace without Jesus and it don't work, does it? 
But if we bring them into our storms, then we can have peace. And then today we want to talk about this idea that if you live, if you live focused on the eternal impact, then Jesus can bring abundance in your life now. I'll say it like this. If you're focused on what you're doing in the kingdom tomorrow, he can make abundance happen in your life today. See, a lot of times what we try to live for is we try to live for today. We try to live for us. And, and man, God actually wants to open up our minds a little bit and open up our hearts a little bit to live beyond ourselves. Say myself. Let's try that again. There were some, some people that were on time. There were some people that were not on time. I'm not going to say probably what race you were. I'm just kidding. That's just a joke. But all, my, all my minority brothers and sisters got that one. Your white folks are still behind is what I'm saying. You can't clap. It's a thing. Anyway, so what I'm saying is how many of you guys want to live an abundant life? And so here's the way we can do that is God gives us ways that we can live beyond ourselves. And, and so we want to jump straight into that. Now, there's some things coming up throughout the year. I want to go ahead and give them to you real quick. Some amazing opportunities that are coming up throughout the year. And the first one that I want to put in front of you is our legacy offering. And that's coming up on December 8th, 2019. Now, if you're new with us, bear with us. We don't take up tons of extra offerings. That's not who we are. Two times a year, we take an extra offering and both of them have a very specific purpose. And with the legacy offering, what happens is 100% of that offering goes into five legacy lanes, right? And, and the majority of all of it ends up outside of our walls. None of it comes into the AMC. None of it comes into paying bills here. None of it comes into salaries. It all gets distributed somewhere else. And the reason that we love the legacy offering is that we get an opportunity to create an impact on our city that lasts long beyond our lives. And that's an amazing opportunity. And so the legacy offering is going to be that. And we want to give you the legacy lanes real quick so you can know where some of this is going. So uh, a lot of people are going to give. We're going to have, uh, I think last year we had over $20,000 coming to the legacy offering. And we were able to do amazing things that we're going to tell you about a little later on. But here's what we want to let you know of. These are the legacy lanes. <clears throat> the first one is international missions. And so uh, where a portion of your giving on December 8th of this big offering is going to go to building houses for homeless families in Peru that are living on dirt floors and cardboard boxes right now. And I'll even say that if you want to go to Peru, there's an opportunity for you to do that. There's a meeting coming up on November 2nd. It's not on the screen, but on November 2nd. If you want information on that, you can find Tommy in the hallway. Now, if you're new, you're like, who's Tommy? Look for the Vietnamese kid with the biggest smile and the loudest voice. He's out there. You'll find him, I promise, okay? But he can tell you about the meeting, but we're going to be building homes. We're also going to be supporting a missionary um, over in Thailand this year, and so it's going to be a great opportunity. But a portion of everything we give in that offering is going there. Next is our national missions. In our national missions, we get to partner with an organization called ARC where we help build churches all across the nation. How many of you guys know we need more Jesus-preaching and hope-filled churches in our nation? How many of you know we, we got enough churches that aren't Jesus preaching and hope filled? I, I was I poked my head in on a church this past week uh, when I was out of town, and I was it, it was one of those things where I was like I was kind of grieved in my heart because it was one of those things where everyone in the room was bashing everyone outside the room, but hoping other people outside the room would come into the room. And you have, many of you have experienced those church environments where it's like, well, no wonder no one comes here. But we want, to, we want to, number one, be a church where hope fills our hallways. Come on. 
And we also want to help plant churches where hope fills the hallways. And so we want to be a part of that. And so we're going to get to plant churches. And so a portion of every dollar you give goes into that. And then number three is our local missions, where we get to support organizations like uh, the secret place where we help rescue women from human trafficking and get their life restarted, but with Jesus. And so we're seeing amazing things. How many guys know this is something that, this is an epidemic that is hitting our nation right now, it's human trafficking. And when we, we want to be a part of helping stop that in our city. Can I get an amen on that? Can I get a bigger amen on that, y'all? Like, what? <laughs> come on. We've got friends and family right now that it's hitting them. Their niece, I have a friend right now, her niece just was, went missing two weeks ago, and they believe that she got put into human trafficking. This is something we have to not only be aware of, we got to help stop. Because I believe someone has to step up and say, not on our watch. And so we're excited to partner with other churches. And we're not the only church in our city doing it. Matter of fact, we're partnering with Kristen Lipscomb over at Liberty Blue Angel, who is helping head this up. But we're glad to be a part of what God is doing in our city. Not just the only one doing something great. Um, and then the next one, which is super close to my heart. Uh, last, week, last year, we supported um, the TC Haven. But this year, I am proud to announce that we have started a tax-exempt 501c3 organization in memory of my son. And so we have launched Jabin's Haven this year. Um, and so, uh, man, such an amazing opportunity. And Jabin's Haven is a special organization where we're going to get to um, help families that have family members with special needs. And, uh, and so where the insurance may delay or something may not be covered for them and they desperately need it for their child with special needs, whether it's medical supplies or feeding supplies or whether it's uh, wheelchairs or any of those things where, where insurance says no, we're going to be able to step in financially and say yes and help them get the family's needs taken care of. Um, and so I'm excited to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a special person in here. She's going to hate me for doing this, but I think Miss Kay is floating around here somewhere. And uh, you can, Miss Kay, would you please stand up for me? I know you're, you're going to hate me for this. That's, please, y'all, put your hands together for Miss Kay. She has volunteered, I would dare say, dozens or even hundreds of hours for this to happen. And for those of you that are TC, part of TC, you know how, how much Jabin meant to me. If you're new, our son passed away last year. Um, had special needs, and she has almost single-handedly uh, helped us move forward with this. Um, and so we're going to get to help families in the name of my son uh, and, and his legacy. And so I'm glad to see his legacy live beyond his life. Amen? And so, uh, yeah, we're super excited about it. So a portion of your giving is going to go helping families. And then last but not least, uh, the number five is Transformation Church. And I'm super excited to announce that beginning December 8th and then moving into 2020, we are going to be starting our capital campaign where we are raising funds for the future uh, and permanent facility of Transformation Church. And so, yeah, absolutely. And so... Um, a portion of what we raise on December 8th is going to go to that as well. And so as we get ready to do that, there's a huge, there's so many reasons as to why we can give to something like this, but here's what we know. We're going to create an impact for the kingdom of God and God is going to use our lives and our generosity to create an impact that goes well beyond ourselves. How many of you want to be attached to something that is remembered far after you are gone? And that's what we have a chance to do. Leave a legacy. And so we want to invite you to join us for that. So 
be preparing uh, the offering that is necessary and for you. We want you to pray about what God tells you to give. I'm not going to tell you a number or a dollar figure. That's not my job. My job is to invite you into something where we get to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, and God gets to use it to draw lost people to himself. And so it's going to be a great opportunity. That's happening on December 8th. Then we have Vision Sunday, um, which is going to be two weeks from today. And man, our vision for 2020, so the whole year of 2020, our vision is is these two words, dream again. And for, for many of you, I believe many of you have lost a dream that God put inside of you. And he wants to pull that dream back out and make something amazing happen with your life. And so we're going to, uh, in two weeks, we're going to preach a sermon. I won't even dare say if you have friends, saved or not, that have lost their dream. Maybe inside of your heart, you had a business you wanted to start. You had a dream that you had for your life. You had something you wanted to see happen, and you, you've kind of let go of that. Man, we want to encourage you, both yourself, but invite someone else. And we're going to bring a message to you about dream again, because I believe God wants to resurrect some fresh life and new vision in your life in Jesus' name. And so when Dream Again is going to be great. Next, I want to invite you to join me uh, in the random acts of kindness cards that are out in the hallway. And this next two months is the highest, the, the next two months has the highest rate of suicide, more so than the 10 months combined before this. How many of you guys know when, during the holidays, when you don't have what everyone else has, it gets very difficult. And so what I want to encourage you to do, stop and get some of the something extra cards in the hallway. And I want, and I want to just like deputize. Matter of fact, everyone raise your right hand. Just raise your right hand. I am deputizing you to love this city in Jesus' name. Okay, so, <laughs> so I want you to grab some of this card. When you go to the restaurant today and you eat lunch, man, tip the, put a, give her a honking tip. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what a honking tip is? More than you should have. Listen, don't be a Christian that loves the Lord, but tips your waitress bad, okay? I should have got more than that. All right, like, so let's love some people, but man, love on the waitress, give her something extra card. If you're going through a drive-thru, pray for the car, or pay for the car behind you and pray for the car behind you and give the card to the lady at the window and tell them to give it to them. All right, just man, let's love some people, but you'll never, you would never know the impact that your life makes on someone else by just giving them a card that says something extra to show you God loves you. So let's do that. The next series we have coming up after the dream again is our church at the movies. And I know I'm giving a lot to you, but I want you to start planning for just the next month or two months about how you're going to approach something. We're going to talk about why in just a minute. But we got our at the movie series coming up November 17th and 24th. How many of you guys are excited about that? Right? Okay. Wow. You guys didn't sleep enough last night because I'm super excited about it. We're doing at the movies at the movies. Okay, so now if you don't know what happens at the movies, this is one of our favorite series because we actually take movies and that have a redemptive theme in them and we help them make the movie point to Jesus. And so if you have a lost friend, if you know someone that's far from God, I want you to get someone in the seat next to you for at the movies that doesn't know God and let's introduce them to Jesus through some of the movies that we know and love. All right, so I want to invite you to do that. That's the 17th and 24th. Uh, And then lastly, we've got our um, 
uh, Christmas at TC coming up. And Christmas at TC is going to be December 22nd, 23rd. So we're on December 22nd, we're doing our two Sunday morning services here. Um, and then December 23rd, we're doing Christmas by the Bay again. Um, yeah. And so that is going to be our Christmas service at the amphitheater downtown behind the Blue Wahoo Stadium. It's going to be an amazing time. So we want to see all of you come out for all of this amazing thing. Why did I say all of that? Well, Because I believe that God has all of us on a constant search for people who are ready to live beyond themselves. How many guys know that serving God should be a delight, not a duty? Because I believe God is looking to move on our hearts, myself and you, where we don't just go to church because we feel like we have to. We go to church because we love to. Where we don't read our Bible because we know we should. We read our Bible because we know that we love to. Where we don't pray because we need something. We pray because we just want to be closer to God who loves us. And so, man, we're trying to help people see that what serving God should be like. Even church, man. Church should be enjoyed, not endured. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know the, the scripture says, I was glad when I went to the house of the Lord. I remember being sad when I went to the house of the Lord. I remember being mad when I went to the house of the Lord. It says that we should be glad. Turn to your neighbor and say glad. How many of you are glad to be here today? How many of you are excited to see some smiling folks around you? Please look around you for a second. Look at all them smiling folks. Now, if you're not smiling, you're that guy. No, I'm just kidding. So, but we, we want to live a life that goes beyond ourselves. We want to live a life where we love people so much that we're creating an impact. And so that's what I want to talk to you for just the next few minutes today. We spent a little bit of time telling you about what's coming because I want to encourage you, pick some of those Sundays and make sure that you have someone with you so that we can see their life transformed by Jesus. I want to give a small testimony. My, uh, how many guys know the lifesavers we gave out during the Heart of the House series? You remember the, so we gave everyone a lifesaver and, and that lifesaver was attached to a name and you keep the lifesaver in your pocket and you pray for, and you talk to that person about Jesus. And whenever they put their faith in God and they come and become and get saved, you get to eat your lifesaver. Well, guess what y'all? I got to eat one of my lifesavers two weeks ago. So yeah, absolutely. It's been awesome. And so, uh, I've been working on one of these young men praying that God would touch his life for five years, five years. And three weeks ago, he walked into our church, didn't tell me he was coming. He might even be in here right now. Walked in, and I saw him from afar. I said, there ain't no way. That's who I think that is. And sure enough, God did a work on his life, gave his life to Jesus, and he's loving the Lord. I got to eat my lifesaver, y'all. Can I tell you something? The gospel still works. And let's not get so comfortable in our Christianity that we decide we're going to create a social club for ourselves. Let's make sure this stays a hospital for the broken, those that are far from God. And let's bring people that need to know Jesus into this house so they can meet the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Can I get an amen on that? And so, man, we get to give. Say get to give. We get to give, all right? And so, man, there's so many scriptures where God talks about how that works in our hearts. Philippians 2.13 says that God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. How many of you know that God can give you the desire to be part of something like this? Sometimes God puts it on our heart to do something, but then he gives us the desire to do it. In other words, sometimes we have to choose Choices lead and then feelings follow sometimes. 
Sometimes people go, I don't know, I just don't feel like it. Well, how many of y'all know I don't feel like going to the gym tomorrow? But if I'm going to get healthy, I got to. And if I'm going to go buy Krispy Kreme that opened on Nine Mile Road, to me it's a God thing, right? Like why wouldn't they open one closer to my house? Nonetheless, how many guys, there has, sometimes you have to tell yourself you're going to do something before you always get the desire to do it. Exodus 35, 21, then everyone came whose heart was stirred, but God has to stir our hearts. And everyone whose spirit was willing, and they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting for all its service and for the holy garments. And so we see there again where people were stirred and they were willing and they got excited and they came to do something and they did something so great that God blessed it. And then in 1 Chronicles 29, 3, this is a very interesting story where David says, moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. In other words, he says, because I love the church so much, I love this place, I love what we get to do, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared. In other words, he said, I know that I'm only supposed to give this much according to what God said, but I'm going to give this much because I love it so much. And you know what's really cool about First Chronicles? We're going to talk about this later. But do you know they had portable church? You know, portable church went all the way back to the Old Testament. Some of y'all didn't know that. They had to set it up and tear it down every time they wanted to meet. Guess who else has to do that? But David says this in 1 Chronicles. He says, you know what? My church, if he had an Instagram hashtag, I love my church. That's what it would have been. Just He he, he was so about it. He says this. He says, you know what? I'm going to bring above and beyond what anyone asks. I'm going to give more than anyone could think. And they brought the greatest offering that's ever been brought to the house of God. And when that happened, they built something amazing. Can I tell you something? On December 8th and then moving through 2020, let's commit whatever God speaks to your heart, but let's commit to building something that's going to last long beyond ourselves. Can I get an amen on that? And so I just want to invite you to join me. I'm not asking you to do something me and my wife aren't doing. We're going to do this together, and we're going to build a legacy together. All right? Let's jump into the four things because there's this idea that we get to give. Say, I get to give. You see, so often we feel like we have to give, but the reality is we get to do this. There's a, there's a saying that we all have as a dream team that we don't have to do this. We get to do this. This is what we love. Some of us, we work Monday through Friday so we can come to church and serve on Sunday. I wait my whole week for this. And so here's the thing, though. If I lose my why, I'll lose my way. If we forget why we're doing this, we'll find our way out of doing this. People that get burnt out on church or serving, it only happens when we forget why we're serving. It only happens when we forget why we're doing this. And it's because God has been so good to us, we got to introduce other people to him. And so that's why we do this. And so I want to give you these very quickly. We get to give, number one, which is first, because Jesus gave to us first. Because Jesus gave to us first. How many of you are grateful for grace and mercy that you didn't earn, but Jesus gave it to you anyways? That you you couldn't earn. Matter of fact, Romans 5 says it's a free gift that you couldn't possibly have gotten on your own. Because if you could have got it on your own, you would have taken credit for getting it on your own, therefore being sinful again. 
but there's nothing we can do for this. Jesus gave it to us freely. Matthew 10, 8 says, freely you have received, freely give. And when we jump to the message translation of it, Matthew 10, 8, it says, you have been treated generously, so live generously. He's actually putting us into a life of generous living. And I think that this becomes easier. Hear me for a second. This becomes easier when we fall more in love with Jesus. You know, I, I love my wife. So when she needs something, I don't have a problem giving it to her. When she, you know, I, I joke with her all the time because I want things all the time. Anybody, any of any y'all like want people? Like, ooh, I want those new shoes. Or, ooh, I want that. Or, ooh, I want, I'm a wanter. Like, I, I love to, I just want things. She's not, she's a person that will only shop the clearance rack for three hours and then put it all back in the last two minutes and leave. Which is why she goes shopping with my sister and not me. How many of y'all are the go in, buy it, and get out people? Where y'all at? Right? I already know what I'm going in for. I don't need to look at anything else. Get it and go. Which means we'll pay full price for it. Which is why she's like, stop spending money. Anyways, but for us, right, it's one of those things where I'm a, I'm a want person, but you want to know what? Jesus has me in this place where there's nothing I want more than him. And I want so much of Jesus that I'm willing to give him my whole life. So when he asks me for something or whenever, the, whenever I get an opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God, I don't have a problem with it because I've already given him my life. John Bonnell says this, if one first gives himself to the Lord, all other giving is easy. Because I've already given you my life, I'll give you anything now. How many of you know that when you start loving God, not just on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday too, it starts changing something else in your heart. Number two, we get to give because it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed. And that word blessed there comes from the book of Acts. And it literally means, like, it means to be giddy. You know how y- y'all ever seen like kids at a lemonade stand before and, and they're like they're they're selling lemonade on the side of the street and, and before they had to get a permit for a five-year-old to sell lemonade. But y'all remember that growing up, right? They can't do it now because you gotta file for the permit, it's gonna be at least two hundred dollars, and then they got that's a lot of lemonade to sell to just break even. But y'all remember rolling through the neighborhoods and kids would just be out there with no shoes on, no shirts on, you didn't have to worry about no knuckleheads doing something crazy, selling lemonade for fifty cents a cup. Right? And so you, you stop by, they're like, Ooh! you know, like just dancing, trying to stop your car, running out in traffic. And so you roll the window down. You know, I don't know why this, apparently we're in the 90s. But so you, you roll the window down, you're like, yeah, I'll take two. And they get it and they measure it with their finger, you know. So, uh, and so you, you get the lemonade and you give them $3 instead of one, right? Because you got $3. And how many guys know they, they need that $3 more than you need it? Because it means a lot more to them than it does to you. So you give it to them and you get to your driveway and you pour the lemonade out because you're not drinking that. Right? But you, you know that feel, you know, you remember how they were just happy and, and all like they, they just, that's the life we're supposed to be living. The way those kids were, not shirtless and shoeless, please wear those. But the, the joy that was in the heart, man. Where they're just, they're just happy about whatever's happening. And you remember the way you felt when you gave them the money, that joy that rose up in your heart? That's the way we should live. 
a life full of joy that's ready to give something away, not just looking for what we can get out of life. We should be ready to give away. Acts 20, 35 says, you'll not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master said, you're far happier giving than getting. Man, that's the life we should be living. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about our life. I am talking. There's a, there is an element to financial giving that allows us to live a blessed and abundant life. There is that. But there's something way more than money here. It's about your heart. How many of you are ready to live a life where you feel like waking up every day? That's a generous life. Winston Churchill says this, we make a life, or we, I'm sorry, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Number three, we get to give because I'm in covenant with God and with you. Because we're in a covenant with God and each other, we get to give, and the coolest part is we get to multiply our efforts. How many of you know if one of us gave something, that's one thing, but when we do it together, we're multiplying our efforts. How many of you know it goes far and beyond just me now when we get to do this together? I know for me, uh, when I stepped into being the, being the pastor, I stepped into full-time ministry, I had built a relatively lucrative career outside of the church. When I took a, when I took ministry full-time, I took a serious, serious pay cut. And I'm not saying that to brag on me. What I'm saying that to help you understand is there are so many times in our life when we work on building something for ourselves that when we finally get there, we realize it didn't matter as much as we thought it did. I mean, when I took, and it wasn't a couple thousand dollars, it was tens of thousands of dollars. I took a pay cut to come do this. And can I tell you something? I wouldn't trade this for the world. I wouldn't stop doing this for anything because now I get to create an impact through the power of Jesus. I get to help create an impact in people's lives that goes far beyond anything I could have in my bank account. It goes far beyond the size of my house or the car that I could drive because when I get to heaven, I want to see something amazing. The matter of fact, uh, there's a phrase that says, none of us are as good as all of us. There's not one single person in this room that's as good as all of us are together. Which brings me to my last point, which is what I was referencing, talking about my pay cut. We get to give because one day we get to hear Jesus say, well done. One day we get to hear Jesus say, well done. And I know for me, this is a big one because I've given my life to seeing people transformed by the power of Jesus. And I think about it, I wish I, said, I wish I could tell you that I thought about it a little more, but the Bible says that we're gonna stand before God and he's gonna say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And for many of us, we're living a life for ourselves, but we're hoping that there's an eternity with God. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about whether you are or aren't saved according to whether you do or do not give. That's not what I'm talking about. The Bible says that when Jesus comes back, he's coming back and he's bringing our rewards with him. 
And I can't help but to think about the day that we get to stand with Jesus. And as we're standing in heaven, he's going to walk us over to a cliff. And this is how I picture it for me. And, and maybe this helps some of you, but I think about how he's going to walk over to this cliff. And I don't know why I have it in my brain this way, but this is just the way it is. All right. So we walk over to this cliff and, and he, he points down at this, this area where there's just tons of people and they're hanging out. And he says, Brad, I'm proud of you. You could have done a million things with your life. But because you said yes to, to me, all of these people down here know me because you said yes to me. And he talks about our rewards. And as I think about grace and mercy and I think about the love of Jesus, I know one of my rewards that's coming back with him is my son. And I'm emotional because sometimes even I lose my why. And I've had questions over the last couple months. Like, God, am I the right person for this? Like, I'm grateful every time you guys show up each week. <laughs> but the thing is, is when you start to lose your why, you start to lose your way. And there are there's been different weeks where I've been wondering, God, maybe there's someone that's better than me than this. Maybe there's someone that could take this church farther than I could or, But I got to get away for five days this past week. In the middle of my rest is where God spoke to me, like he always does. And he says, you're doing what I always called you to do. And he told me to strip away the approval, strip away my expectations. And that's where he gave me the dream again, where he walked me over to the edge of the cliff and the difference between every other time he's given me that, that vision or that dream, not to get weird, but just he's shown me what, what heaven's gonna be like. The difference between what usually looks like and what it looks like this time, there was someone else holding my hand. And it was my son. And I'm here to tell you today that I'm gonna do everything I can to live a life that goes beyond myself. Because what is life worth living if we only live for us? What is life worth living if we don't live it for Jesus? What is, what is a life that, if our life ends and when our life ends, everything else ends, is that even a life worth living? And I, don't th I think the answer is no. But the beautiful part about what I'm communicating to you this morning is that a life that goes well beyond ourselves means that we get to bring joy to the joyless people of this world. We get to bring peace to the peaceless people of this world. We get to bring life to the lifeless people of this world because we get to bring hope to the hopeless people of this world because hope has a name and joy and peace and life. It's all rooted in one name and his name is Jesus.
And if we get to see that it's not just something that we give, this isn't just a wallet thing, this isn't just a money thing, and it's not just a time thing, it's a life thing. That we get to live a life that goes beyond just us, and that we get to create true impact into a world that is dying and desperate for a Savior, that needs Jesus so bad that they are looking everywhere else to find fulfillment, not realizing that it can only come from the one that wasn't born into this world. He was created long before this world and his name is Jesus. And if I can leave this one statement for you, as we get ready for all the things that are coming up over the next couple months, it's this. There is more to this life than this life. There's more to this life than your career. There's more to this life than your kids. There's more to this life than your job, your school. There's more to life than all of those things. And none of those things are bad. There's just more to life than those things. So as we live with our kids, our jobs, our career, our schooling, as we live in those environments, can we also live with a life with the intention of living beyond ourselves? so that God through us can touch a world and we can see people that are far from God brought to God as we leave a legacy that goes way beyond our life. We leave a legacy that touches the world in such a way that long after we're gone, there's a city that will be loving Jesus and generations of people that were far from him that will be brought close to him because some of you said yes. That is a life worth living. Can I get an amen this morning? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you that, God, you stir our hearts to know you more. And and as we get to know you more, we realize what you want for us and from us. And the answer to both of those things is the same, that we would live a life that lives beyond ourself. So God, I pray that selfless living and selfless giving consumes us. Not just giving money, giving our life. That involves giving generously, financially. That's part of it, God, but well above that. Giving our life in such a way that we will see an impact on the world around us. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed this morning, you're in this room and you say, Pastor, I, I'm all on board with this or I, I agree we, we should do that. But before I can even do that, I, I, honestly, I need to get my life right with the Lord. I know about God or maybe you're in this room and this is the first time you've even really heard the name of Jesus. The beauty of the gospel is this. The sin that's in all of our lives, mine included, separated us from God. But Jesus, God's son, came and died on the cross and paid for our sins so that we wouldn't have to go to hell. And today, if you want to have your sins forgiven, today, if you want that payment to be applied to your life, the Bible says that we repent of our sins, which means to turn away. We're we're saying we're not going back to that life anymore. But then we put our faith in Jesus. And today, if you want Jesus to give you a fresh start, today, if you want a new beginning, today, if you want God to make you a new person and give you a new life, he's ready to do it. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna point you out. I'm not gonna pray for you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. But I wanna have you repeat a prayer after me. And as you repeat this prayer, 
You're putting words to the actions of your heart that says, I'm putting my faith in Jesus, that he's saving me. And so today, if that's you, I wanna invite you to repeat after me. The whole church is gonna pray with you so you're not praying by yourself. And so church, let's pray with our brothers and sisters. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose three days later through your life through your death and through your resurrection I can be saved so I give you my life make me brand new in Jesus name amen and amen TC let's put our hands together for all those that prayed that Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.